Our scripture passage this morning is taken from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28 on page 1550 in your pew Bible, beginning at verse 16. Let's pray. God, may we be quiet enough to hear your word. Be changed by it. And act upon it. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The last time I was here, we looked at Acts 14, where Paul and Barnabas had gone to Lystra. And one of the things that we underscored there was that Paul and Barnabas, because of the worthiness of Jesus, had gotten out of their comfort zone to go to places to bring the gospel where they might normally not have otherwise gone. Today we're going to back up a little bit and actually look at Jesus giving his marching orders to his disciples. In French, they call the Great Commission the Ordre Supreme, the Supreme Orders, or the Supreme Marching Orders. That's not a bad phrase. We're going to look at that under three different categories. Jesus' Great Claim, the Great Commission, and the Great Comfort. I'd like to read from you, read to you an excerpt from a video that was taken in Germany by a man who went to Germany. Where he came from is actually not that important. But I'd like to look at some of his passion for his, what he sees as his calling. This is not to make you afraid because we have the master of the universe who gives us the Great Commission, he also gives us the power to execute it. 
But listen to what this man said. My main goal for leaving blank is to lead people to the acceptance of Islam. If my wish comes true, I will gladly forego the whole world. For this purpose, I would not only sell my home country, but also my parents, who are more valuable to me than my home country. I swear by Allah, I came here for only one goal. But this will be very demanding work for me, and for this reason I have met with few men and women who want to know more about Islam. I have observed that they are curious and willing to know Islam through us. If I would convert to Islam someone through me, whom I teach, so that in return he can bring others to Islam, then I would be the one who received a reward. I will be rewarded for my and his work. In this case, I do not want to go back to my own country. I only want to go into paradise. Here is an example of someone with a goal and someone with focus and someone who is willing to make sacrifices. If you understand the context of the Middle East, you do not forgo your parents or your home country very easily. And here is someone saying, I'm willing to forgo those things. I have one goal, and that is to bring others into the fold and to go to paradise. Paradise. Now, is this some kind of a backhanded way to goad us as the church into thinking about the Great Commission. This is a man who is following a religion which is not led by the Lord Jesus Christ who upholds the universe by the word of his power. It is not a religion commissioned by someone who has all authority in heaven and on earth. And yet he is committed to this cause. Let's look at Matthew 28. Then the eleven disciples went up to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them. You might recall that there was, a, in the Gospel of Matthew, there's the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus had given, uh, fed people uh, with loaves and fishes on a mountain. Mountains in the Bible are places of revelation, of self-disclosure of God. And that's why this is strategic. This is a place of self-disclosure. Jesus had told them to go to a certain place. When they saw him, that is the resurrected Jesus, they worshipped him. But some doubted or hesitated. Do you know that the theme of the Gospel of Matthew is all about worship? Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him, said the wise men. When the disciples saw Jesus, he said greetings, and they came up and took his feet and worshipped him. Satan said to Jesus, 
if you will worship me, then I'll give you. And Jesus said, I'm not taking any cheap shortcuts. I'm going by way of the cross. Then Jesus came to them and approached them and he said, and this is what it literally says, it was given to me all authority. This is the first of four alls in the passage. All authority. Then he will say, all nations can teach them to obey all things, and I'm with you all the days. Just remember those four alls if you remember nothing else. All authority. The resurrection took Jesus from the state of humiliation, having left his Father's throne, joining us in the human race, being crucified. The resurrection showed his triumph over death. And now he has all authority. Where? In heaven and on earth. The devil had promised him all the kingdoms of this earth. But he has all authority in heaven and on earth. That gives us great comfort because we know that the one who is giving the commission is all-powerful. Listen to this. In the night visions I saw, and behold, with the clouds of heaven... Daniel 7, 13, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. Fellow ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ, do you believe that you represent the one who is here? The one who was given a dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. And his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. As you look at the news, as you read the latest issue of Dabiq, from Daesh or from ISIS and it says break the crosses this is why we hate you maybe you are fearful don't forget whom you serve the one who has all dominion all power all authority and his kingdom will not pass away we need to know that therefore Jesus said based on what I've just told you, based on my great claim of having all of this authority, this is what I want you to do. He says, the way to make disciples is to go, to baptize, and to teach. It's a little bit different than your text, but the active verb here is make disciples to go, to baptize, and to teach. The word go there can also be rendered as you are going or having gone. So maybe it simply means 
as you are going from this place of worship to your job analyzing realty prices in Ontario. Someone here does that. As you are going. As you are going to the neurologist. As you are going to, and you name the orbit and the people in that orbit. Go and make disciples. Do you know that in Acts 14, 22, it says, when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they won a large number. This making of disciples is a master apprenticeship type of picture. Jesus is not saying, go out and make converts in a flash and the pan rally. He is saying, go and do the hard work of the master apprentice. The apprentice learns from the master. And Jesus is saying, I am the master disciple maker. And he is saying to his disciples, now I want you to become disciple maker makers mirroring me. And he's telling us as the church, just as I am the master disciple maker, now I want you to be disciple makers as apprentices. Now, Jesus' apprentices, they didn't have exactly the best track record, did they? Maybe that gives us comfort. I doubt that you're Jesus, says Thomas. I deny him, says Peter. <laughs> These are the apprentices. What a motley crew. But Jesus chose them. Doesn't that give you and I comfort? It's not all about how great we are, it's about how great he is. And I want you, said Jesus, to go to all nations, all ethnic groups. And more and more in southern Ontario, we are getting a larger and larger representation of all ethnic groups. And Jesus says, I want you to go to all ethne, all nations, baptizing them or immersing them or I, having an identification with what? The singular name of who? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Did you see it says name there in the name singular? I want you to immerse them, have a total identification with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, said Jesus. And then he says something that might make us a little uncomfortable in a rather tolerant society where we live. And teaching them, that is teach the disciples, to obey. Obedience isn't always such a popular thing, is it? I'd rather do it my way. He says, obey, and again, the next, we have another word, all, here in the Greek. All things that I have commanded you. This week, I read through the Gospel of Matthew, just in kind of one quick setting. And I am amazed at the high standards that Jesus has. 
as I read the Sermon on the Mount. You know it's been said, but I say, says Jesus. You know it's been said, if you commit physical adultery, then. What does Jesus do? But I say, and he ups the ante, and he says, if you even have a thought about it, you're nuked. Jesus said, you've heard it said about physically killing someone, but I say, if you even harbor the least grain of hate in your heart, you're nuked. The Sermon on the Mount gives us standards that are amazingly high. And he says here, teach them to obey everything. Wow. That I have commanded you. And that's why in Acts 4, 5 we read, And daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. You see, it might be convenient to say, well, if we could just reduce Jesus down to sort of an, someone who will just say, yeah, whatever you would like, whatever you would like to do, that's great. If you read through the Gospel of Matthew, and when the Son of Man comes with his angels and separates the sheep from the goat, I start getting a little bit afraid of this Jesus. And when this Jesus who is seated at the right hand of the Father, I go, this is not a Jesus to mess around with, and I cannot create a Jesus in my own image, who I want to, him to serve me or my needs. No, he's saying here, I am the ruler of the universe with all authority and all power, and I am the king. This is not popular in our day and age. We want a Jesus tailored to our needs. But it just isn't that way in the scriptures. And that's probably why he has to give his disciples the great comfort. The great comfort is I am going to be with you in this enterprise all the days. That's the fourth all. Even until the end of this eon. Why would Jesus have to say it if this disciple-making venture was going to be a cakewalk? We're going to be fairly easy. I would submit to you, he is saying, this is not going to be easy. In Matthew 10, we read, and you will be hated, and you will be chased, and you will be rejected, and fathers and mothers will reject you, and there will be strife within families as you go. Read Matthew 10 today in your spare time. Wow, I'm sending you as sheep into wolves. This doesn't sound exactly like something too simple. Sheep into wolves are usually the ones who get eaten. Is that not so? The wolves eat the sheep, it's not the other way around. And Jesus says, I'm, eat, I'm sending you into carnivorous territory, but I'm with you. 
That is very, very good. When Joshua was going into the promised land and had to fight giants, etc., what did God say to him? No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, Joshua. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you, said God to Joshua. 1 verse 5. And he said to him, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you and I actually believe it? The Lord our God is with us wherever we go. Do we believe it? Because if we really believe it as ambassadors, I believe that we will be bold. Because we will cease to worry about the rejection that might come our way. We will cease to worry about pleasing people more than pleasing God. Because we know that He is with us. He who holds the universe by the word of His power is with us. That's the recipe for bold witness. And bold witness will encounter pushbacks. Just last week I, I heard about two Sudanese pastors jailed. Why? Because of their bold witness. Because in North Sudan, the government has said, we don't want any kind of Christians whatsoever. And where are they? In, the, in jail. And as our society becomes an increasingly post-Christian society, your bold and clear and authoritative and humble and winsome witness for the Lord Jesus Christ is going to receive pushback. It's guaranteed. It's part of the deal. Let's get used to it. Because... A self-centered person does not want to hear the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ that says, I am here to crucify your ego. They don't want to hear it. You and I don't want to hear it in a lot of, in a lot of ways. But for the grace of God, we can hear that. That yes, Lord Jesus, crucify my ego. Put me on the altar. You are the potter, we are the clay. That only comes by the Spirit of God. May God give all of us opportunities to be bold and effective and winsome and authoritative witnesses for Him. Because He holds the universe by the word of His power. May God bless you. Let's pray. You who have all authority, who send us to all nations, asking you to, asking us to make disciples, and who will observe all that you have commanded, have promised us that you would be with us 
all of the days. Increase our faith. Increase our vision. To your glory. Amen. Together we respond, take my life and let it be. That's a very daring song. May it be so. Thanks for the trumpet.